Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Workforce Institute Radio. I'm Joyce Maroney, Executive Director of the Workforce Institute at Kronos, and today we're doing the second of a year-long series of podcasts I'll be hosting on key ideas from our most recently published book, Being Present. Being Present is a practical guide comprised of chapters contributed by our Board of Advisors on how to transform the employee experience of your frontline workforce with a special focus on jobs that require the employee to be physically present to do their jobs. So think about cashiers at a retail store, home health care workers, emergency workers, the barista at your favorite coffee shop, etc. And today I'm delighted to have with me Bob Clements. He is president at the Axiom Group, which is a leading workforce management consulting firm. Bob's chapter in our book focuses on how organizations can build a digital relationship with their frontline workforce, and that's what we'll be chatting about today. So, Bob, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Joyce. We've, we've done this before a few times, and uh, I will say to our listeners, um, I know I sound squeaky. I don't have the COVID-19 virus. I do have asthma and seasonal allergies. So uh, I, I hope this isn't too difficult to listen to, um, but we are, among other things, going to talk today uh, about some of the special considerations um, of, of how mobile uh, technology can can help you and your frontline workers when we're having the kind of um, challenges we're having right now in the world with COVID. But let's start, Bob, by talking about the ubiquity of mobile devices in the world and what this means for frontline workforces and, and how has this phenomenon changed the game? Well, you know, it, a study after a study shows how virtually everybody has a mobile phone these days. In fact, most studies that I've seen talk about nine out of 10 people having access to a mobile phone. And if we break kind of break those nine people down, Eight of them have a smartphone, and one of those has that that remaining person has some sort of a phone that's capable of, of receiving text messages in addition to traditional voice communication. Um, in the U.S. and other developed countries, these percentages are even higher. So we're seeing, you know, 95% of people or 98% of people having access to a mobile phone, and in the upper 80s or lower 90s having access to a smartphone. And what's interesting about these statistics is that adoption cuts across age and race and income level. And in fact, lower level or lower income people are more likely to use a mobile device as their primary access to the internet. That they, they don't have access to broadband, for example, so that the way that they get connected with the world around them is through that, that mobile phone or that their smartphone uh, that they have. And, and one thing that we, we do see is that while, while we see a large or high percentage of adoption across age, when we think about how people prefer to communicate, when we think about the younger workers, uh, millennials and younger, they prefer to communicate through their smartphone phone through text messaging and things like that. And so so mobile phones are everywhere and it's the way that that a lot of younger people which represent a big part of our hourly workforce where the way that they want to communicate and what I think this does is create a huge opportunity 
for employers to connect with their workers through that mobile device. Yes, it could be through text messaging, but ideally it's through other form, other, other mediums, other apps that provide a greater sense of communication, connection, and functionality than simply sending a text message out. So I think it creates a great opportunity to create a very strong digital relationship with your workforce. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, I think we've, we've never needed those relationships more than we do right now. Um, and this brings me to my next question, which is about some of the specific implications for, you know, the, the problems that we are having now with, with the COVID virus. And we know that this is driving a, a huge surge in the proportion of people who can work uh, from uh, of working from home for the roughly 30% of people who can do their jobs from home. But there's roughly 70% of the workforce cannot do their jobs from home. So how do you think mobile tech, in especially in a crisis situation like the one that we are experiencing right now, how does mobile tech help that 70% of workers and their employers? Well, I think that uh, mobile technology provides instant communication at times of need and times of crisis for employers. Today, um, when we think about, again, if we think about the hourly worker, if we're a white-collar salaried worker, and to your point, maybe that 30%, we probably have a laptop. We maybe have a mobile phone provided by work, and we have an email address that's been provided by work that, that we can be in touch with. So if our office closes or if our hours change or if, if we need guidance in terms of the way that, that we're expected to work, uh, we can receive that through those devices. But the, the, the vast majority of workers out there that aren't going to be able to work from home, they have a personal device. Uh, and, and, and employers right now have a hard time connecting to that device. It, uh, but, but ultimately that device provides that instant communication. So whether it's, it's, during a crisis like we're seeing right now where maybe operating hours are changing or we're closing the closing work locations or closing stores or restaurants or whatever it might be, there is not a good way for managers and uh, leaders to communicate to their workers. This mobile device represents the, the best way to be able to do it at times of crisis, and it could be a health crisis like we're seeing now. It could be a natural disaster like an earthquake or a hurricane. It could be a, a, a terrorist situation, uh, as we've seen in other parts of the world. And I think that that mobile device, because of its ubiquity and because of the instant nature of the, trans, uh, of the communication, uh, really represents a huge opportunity to connect with your hourly workforce who are often hard to talk to unless they're right in front of you right now. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely uh, agree. And I think, uh, you know, before we started the podcast, Bob and I were talking about the um, we're, we're seeing a rise in our personal lives of people actually talking on the phone, uh, you know, instead of uh, texting, perhaps. But that need for human connection can be a real binder between employers and their employees. And that brings me to my next question, which is, let's, you know, set aside the moment of crisis that we're in right now. What generally are the ways that you are seeing employers leverage these mobile technologies um, of, of their employees, the devices their employees own and use every day to strengthen and extend their relationship? 
Well, I, I think the first and foremost is around communication. It, it allows employers to knock down traditional barriers for communicating with their frontline workforce. So where we've seen uh, organizations really excel in their adoption of mobile technology is as a way to um, allow communication from the top of the organization to reach the frontline workers uh, and, and be delivered in a very authentic and genuine way. So, for example, we've worked with a number of retailers or, and, and others that are delivering video messages from the CEO about what's going on in the organization on a, on a weekly basis or video messages from field leaders that are highlighting kind of positive things that are happening in the organization. We've also seen it as a, as a form of communication to, to promote communication across, kind of laterally across the organization. So, so effectively allow, um, people to promote, uh, uh, tips and ideas and things like that that actually can improve and benefit the organization. Uh, so, for example, one of our customers had rolled out a new POS technology and and immediately they found a certain type of transaction wasn't working um, on the on the technology. And in the past, this would have required that they effectively pull back that rollout of that new technology Instead, through the mobile, through mobile communication, they were able to demonstrate a workaround to all of their employees and keep everybody going, um, without having to pull back, which was a huge time saver. So we're seeing communication as being a, a primary, uh, way to leverage the mobile technology, but that's, that's not the only way. We're also seeing organizations, um, give employees more control over their work life. For example, letting them uh, manage uh, through their mobile phone, letting them manage things like uh, their time off or managing things like their um, uh, their uh, what shifts that they want to work or uh, swap shifts with other people. But ultimately, giving people control over that work life uh, gives them uh, you know, a, a much greater sense of employment satisfaction because they, they feel like they, they're engaged and, and whatnot. And then we're also seeing it as a way for people to provide, pr- provide training to their workforces. So, so delivering mobile training on their phone, it has a couple of benefits. Obviously you're improving their skills and giving them personal development, which is going to make them feel better as an employee. But it also is something where you can deliver just in time training, which makes the employee feel a little bit more confident and less alone when they're doing something new that they haven't done before. And, and mobile training also gives uh, employees the ability to learn at their own pace. So, so they don't need to um, be rushed to get something done, they can do it at their own pace, uh, kind of in an appropriate time frame. So hopefully those give some examples of, of how mobile technology can impact uh, the, the frontline workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, in your chapter in the book, actually, you talk about five specific steps that employers can take to create that stronger digital relationship with employees. So if you would, can you take us through those five steps? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first step is really to assign an owner. And and really what this is is going to be somebody that is going to be coordinating uh, the mobile strategy uh, for the organization. And and 
where that owner sits may vary based on organization to organization. Some may may have that owner sit in technology because mobile is considered a technology and you're going to probably be delivering one or more apps to your, your frontline and uh, workers. Some may have that person sit in HR because it's about engaging with the workforce. Others may put it in operations, but ultimately you need somebody that is going to coordinate uh, the activities around uh, the, the mobile uh, around mobility and 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 the use of mobile devices. The second thing is really to recognize that wherever that person sits, you need a cross-functional team. Most of the organizations that I've worked with find that what we find is that they've got multiple mobile initiatives going on. So maybe HR is looking about how to deliver, you know, mobile pay stubs or provide. Uh, employee self-service through a mobile device, uh, whereas operations looking at it from a scheduling perspective and technologies looking at it from, from uh, you know, how can we provide certain, you know, work-related functions. What we're seeing is multiple in- initiatives going on. So the owner from our first step starts, needs to really assemble a cross-functional team so that we can start to align all of the, the various initiatives that are going on. And I'll talk about that again in just a minute. But that having that cross-functional team, I think, is really important. The third thing is to make sure that you include your frontline workers in this initiative. So let your frontline workers be your guide through this process. Where we've seen organizations make mistakes in the past is where they, uh, the, the, the owner and the cross-functional team effectively design what the mobile strategy and, and what the mobile implementation is going to be like effectively in an ivory tower, and they don't validate that with the frontline workers. Your frontline workers, your hourly workers, they know how they want to engage with you with, uh, with their mobile devices. They've, they've got a pretty good idea of what's going to work and what's not going to work for them. And so I highly recommend getting them involved early in this process so that they can help really drive your strategy and drive your priorities, which then gets me into the, the fourth point, which is to make sure that you, you set your vision and prioritize your initiatives but then be pre- be prepared to go fast and and what i mean by that is that is that like i said there's there's going to be multiple initiatives that you're going to find in your organization once you really start looking there's a lot of things that you'd like to be able to deliver on the, that mobile device and you probably can't do everything at once but it's a good idea to set an overall vision about what do we want our mobile experience to be like for our employees do we want one application that they go to for everything do we want to deliver a suite of applications do we want to prevent people from accessing certain things when they're they're out, outside of work versus when they're when they're at work and what does that look like so so get an overall vision for what it is that you want to do and then make sure you prioritize those things because you can't do everything all at once the the, the neat thing about mobile technology is that you can go very fast with the deployment. You can go very fast with the rollout of this technology and you can add on things later on. Um, but it's, it's hard to try to do everything all at once. We've seen some organizations that have taken this agile approach where they're delivering pieces of functionality very quickly to their, to their, uh, frontline workers uh, and then they're they're adding to it over time 
And the nice thing about that is that they get benefit into their hands of their employees right away. They get that, maybe they lead with communication and then they bring in uh, scheduling after that and then they bring in training after that and then they bring in performance management after that. But they, by starting with communication, they're starting to get benefit right away. And then what they find is they have a vehicle to help with change management for those other initiatives down the road. Uh, and that's uh, that seems to be a much better solution than organizations that I've seen that have tried to do a lot all at once where they they instead of getting something out in weeks it takes them a year to deploy a mobile mobile solution to their frontline workers. So so like I said, try to set your vision prioritize those that need to be done, and then be prepared to go fast incrementally to deliver on benefits as quickly as you can. And then last but not least, the fifth item is to is to be prepared to overcome roadblocks. As you get into this, you are going to um, run into challenges. And some of those challenges, you know, may come early in the process, like from legal, where people are concerned, where, where your legal department might be concerned about, you know, do we, do we have an obligation to pay for people's mobile devices? Or do we have an obligation? What, what's considered work? And, and are we at risk of needing to pay people if they engage with their mobile device outside of work? All of those problems can be overcome. And the reason why I include it as one of the steps is I think the earlier that the the team, this cross-functional team, can start thinking about some of the challenges, the more that they can get ahead of those challenges, either through po- policy or through technology or whatever it might be. We've Virtually every challenge or roadblock that we've seen has been able to be overcome, but it's just about how do we get, how do we get past that. Yeah, I really like your um, suggestion about including the frontline stakeholder voice uh you know in the in the planning and in the project i feel like often where projects go off the rails is when um you know the the folks who are driving the project are so sure that they know the the right way and also maybe afraid of hearing pushback on items that they don't immediately know that they can have uh a fix or a response for and it's always been my experience that it's much much better to kind of absorb that uh, pain if you will um, you know in the early stages of, of planning and deployment rather than just you know holding your breath and, and waiting for the complaints to come in once you go live. Oh ab- absolutely and we've seen I mean I I can I can pin you know, success and failure of many projects like this on whether or not you've got the voice of the frontline worker in engaged early in the process. Because again, they, you know, they, they generally know what they want and will be able to tell you whether or not the, the solution that you're delivering is something that's going to be used and useful in the field. Yeah, exactly. So my last question for you is, you know, we, we, we talked about the user pushback and, and potentially, let's say, legal pushback as potential um, challenges when organizations are rolling out mobile capabilities for employees. What, you know, if you think about people who might just be, you know, starting down this path, what are the typical challenges that they should assume they may encounter and, and how can they address them? Well, I think the the 
the first challenge or challenges are those that I kind of mentioned in my in my five, which is around you're going to run into questions around what are we obligated to do legally and what are our legal roadblocks in the United States in particular. There seems to be a regular discussion and and to some extent, rightly so, about whether or not accessing a mobile device to look at my schedule to swap shifts, et cetera is considered work or not. And there are certainly some elements of what we've talked about, like delivering mobile training, for example, that would be considered work. And so you need to be careful about what you allow people to do when they're at work and on the clock versus when they're not at work and or, or when they're off the clock. And so understanding what's compensable and what's not is going to be very important and but it is something that can be navigated also in the US we're starting to see uh questions come up from from certain states California and Illinois in particular where there are laws on the book that talk about uh business the the hourly workers incurring business expense and so there's questions about whether the use of your mobile phone to to pick up shifts and swap shifts represents a business expense or not and if there if so is there something compensable associated with that and we've seen employers manage that in a variety of different ways uh but ultimately uh, where things seem to be settling is that things like being able to check my schedule, being able to swap shifts or pick up an additional ship, shift, that is more of a convenience for the worker. And so, and it's something that they, they would likely do through mobile phone today. So it's something that's allowed. So, so one challenge is definitely going to be navigating the, the legal side of this. But in most cases, we can see those, those challenges being overcome. Uh, the second challenge I think we're going to see is that people will question uh, the ubiquity of the mobile device, right? If I've got a hundred thousand employees, and let's use this, the statistics I talked about early on, if I use a hundred, if I have a hundred thousand employees, ninety thousand of those people have a mobile device. That means ten thousand people don't. That's still a lot of people that don't have access to a mobile device. And and of the ninety thousand that do have a mobile device, there's going to be some percentage of those that don't necessarily want to be communicated through their mobile device with their uh, from their from their employer. And so so I think one of the challenges that people have to overcome is make sure that they don't mandate. Uh, the use of the mobile device as the primary means of communication, but recognize that the majority of your workers will want to be communicated that way and then provide alternative solutions for those that don't, whether that's email or voice or whatever that might be. So make sure that you've got a, a multiple channels to communicate with people. Um, I, I think those those tend to cover a couple of the the big topics that we see people uh, struggle with. Joyce, I hope that I hope that helps. Yeah, that that helps. And as a follow up on the you know actual um, laws surrounding the use of mobile devices and whether they you know air quotes count as time on the clock, et cetera, et cetera. My understanding that I, I'd like you to confirm or say no, that's that's off uh, off direction is that. These rules really vary, um, even if we just talk about the U.S., uh, between municipalities, between states. I mean, there isn't like one big federal mandate on this front, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. It's a very uh, fragmented or patchwork quilt 
view of the world, if you will, in terms of what what is acceptable and what's not. And and so, you know, it it is something again that you need to look at closely when you're when you're examining your mobile strategy. But what we're seeing is time and time again people overcoming and making sense of that uh, by taking a conservative view or whatever it might be, but they're overcoming that to really take advantage of the benefit of, of this mobile communication and the convenience it pri- provides for their, their hourly workers. Well, thank you, Bob. We're certainly seeing over the years since we released um, mobile you know, technology for um, support of mobile devices at Kronos, there has been a huge uptake of, of this technology. Um, hopefully, uh, the, our conversation today is useful both to those who are, you know, already um, deploying mobile technology with their workforce, uh, as well as those who may be contemplating it for the future. Um, I thank you, Bob, so much for taking the time to share your expertise on this topic with us today. For you listeners, thanks for joining us. And you can join the conversation and add your own comments at workforceinstitute.org. So until next time, thanks for listening.